This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, January 21st, 2009. I'm Caleb Brown. It's been 50 years since the Cuban Revolution. What's the record been for Cuba's promise to deliver an egalitarian state that values all life? Juan Carlos Hidalgo, the Cato Institute's Project Coordinator for Latin America, has some advice for the Obama administration on re-engaging with the small island nation. Cuba was under the rule of an authoritarian government by Fulgencio Batista, who was a right-wing uh, dictator. Uh, he, he had a coup d'etat in 1952, 1952, and he took power in Cuba. He was uh, tacitly backed by the U.S. government. Uh, so, yes, there, there was, it wasn't an ideal uh, situation, democratic situation in Cuba. However, economically, Cuba was one of the powerhouses in, in, in Latin America. It, ha- it enjoyed high levels of living, and uh, it, it was drawing uh, hundreds of thousands of immigrants from Europe who settled in Cuba because of their high living standards and, and because it's, uh, it's a high economic uh, situation. Back in the early 1950s, uh, Fidel Castro starts who was then a young student, a student leader, uh, a lawyer, started leading a group of, of, of fellow young Cubans into opposing the regime of Fulgencio Batista. Uh, he was incarcerated after an attack, a failed attack into a, a government uh, a military command. And he was then pardoned and, and sent to Mexico. Uh, where he start, started uh, gathering guns and, and, and more people to come back to Cuba, which eventually he did, and uh, started leading a revolution in the jungles of, of the Sierra Maestra in Cuba. Uh, this, uh, this group of, 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 of young people became really popular with, with, the, with the population because of their idealistical uh, background, because their promise of bringing a new Cuba, more freedoms in Cuba. And eventually the group grew bigger and, and, and took power in January 1959. Cuba was spawned as a state that was supposed to support collective well-being, that was supposed to fight for justice, social and otherwise. Fifty years later, how has the experiment gone? Fidel Castro has been in power for virtually all of that time. How has it gone? Cuba went from being one of the richest countries in, in Latin America to being one of the poorest. Uh, you go to Cuba and all you see is uh, poverty, despair, uh, lack of hope in the population because uh, the, the, the economy has been dilapidated. And, and now Cuba, uh, back in, in the 1950s, it was, a, it was a strong exporter of several agricultural products. Now it, 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 ex- it imports 70% of the food that is consumed in Cuba because nothing basically gets produced there. The economic, the socialist economic system has created a lot of, uh, of uh, disincentives to generation of wealth. So definitely right now, Cuba went, also Cuba went from being a major attractor of, of immigrants to being a producer of, of, of immigrants, of people who are actually living the country. So in, from the economic point of view, uh, 50 years uh, afterwards, Cuba, uh, the revolution has failed the Cubans. What is the big lesson there for countries in Latin America that you know, several are actively trying to create something similar? 
well, yes, if, if effectively uh, the likes of Hugo Chavez and, and, and Evo Morales and Rafael Correa, uh, even though they, they, they stopped short of, of saying that they want to take their countries in the same path as Cuba, they definitely are implementing economic measures and political measures that uh, resemble those that Fidel Castro and his gang uh, implemented in the early uh, 1960s when the, the, the socialist revolution in Cuba started start taking shape. Uh, so it's pretty easy to point at the Cuban example at, at what is the result of these kind of policies, not only on economic terms. I already mentioned how the, the Cuban economy has been dilapidated in these 50 years, but also in the political uh, sense, uh, the lack of freedoms. Uh, Cuba went from being an authoritarian state to being a totalitarian state, where political par parties are, ban are banned, where there is no independent media, and where people are put to jail for crimes such as uh, voicing a different opinion in public, from signing uh, a petition for political freedoms, or even for lending a book. Uh, there, there are uh, currently uh, thousands of uh, political prisoners in Cuba. So the Cuban example is, is a very strong one for, for those Latin Americans who are under threat of, of, of falling into a similar path, given that their leaders want to, to take their countries in this, in this socialist, uh, uh, socialist, uh, socialism of the 21st century, as they call it. For the incoming Obama administration, and uh, Fidel's brother, nominally running the show in Cuba, what is the, the possibility for uh, reforming the U.S. relationship with Cuba? The first lesson that the Obama administration should uh, draw from, from uh, 50 years of engaging or not engaging Cuba uh, is that uh, it's not Washington's responsibility to change the regime in Havana. Uh, this is this is something that Cubans themselves are 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 the ones who should take the, the problem into their own hands. But uh, what the what the United States should do is engage Cuba. Definitely, like 50 years of non-engagement through uh, an economic embargo and the prohibition of of Americans to travel to the island has failed in, in producing change in, in in Cuba. So I think that uh, the Obama administration uh, has said that. It will lift some of the limits that right now exist on, on the amount of money that people can send in, in the form of remittances back to Cuba and, and on some limits that Cuban-Americans have to, uh, in, in, about traveling to the island. But I think that uh, it should be more aggressive and it should engage Cuba the same way that uh, the United States engages China or engages Vietnam, which are communist countries too, where they don't have political freedom, but the United States do not, does not pretend to impose regime change in those countries. Juan Carlos Hidalgo is project coordinator for Latin America. You can read his work at Cato.org.